0: Hello, and welcome to Film Inquiries The Latest. This is a podcast series tackling the latest movie news, movie trends, and movie releases. This week, no real movie news. By the way, I'm your host, Jesse Nussman. No real news this week, and um, I do not feel like I'm in the state of mind to talk about the attempted coup on our country. So we're going to have a light,
1: a light week you, episode. Who do you think is going to get to it first, Aaron Sorkin or Lin-Manuel Miranda? Uh, uh, stop!
2: <laughs> don't, don't give me this, this pain today. I don't need it.
0: Guys, guys, it's going it's going to be Oliver Stone. We're going to get the like fourth <laughs> Oliver Stone president movie. Oh
1: my god, here's the thing. If it's like if it's like Nixon level Oliver Stone, I'm cool with that. But if it's Snowden level Oliver Stone, honey, I don't know.
0: Uh well, welcome to the podcast. We I have United the 7 as as auteurist Zack Snyder does. Um <laughs> 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 Man, this is this is going to be a wild episode. <laughs> Off to a good start, guys. I, I want I to welcome
1: <laughs> these statements just because I'm scared.
0: <laughs> I want to welcome to the podcast our biggest guest lineup we've ever had, which is Hunter Heilman, Jordan Snyder, and Josh Martin. Squad, uh,
3: hello, nephew of Zack Snyder. <laughs>
0: uh, the way we're going to discuss this, I've broken down the possible 2021 slate of movies and i put an asterisk by possible because um we're going to try and stay positive here but obviously due to the coronavirus pandemic yeah uh we obviously cannot guarantee that all of these are going to come out this year but i thought this would be a fun time that kind of uh as the the mood and the atmosphere in the world seems pretty dark to just you know try and be a little positive and look to some things that maybe we're excited about and i think definitely at the very least we are going to be getting more movies than last year um and maybe that's like a 10% improvement um but let's first start with our first category it's kind of the big one the the one all the like you know normal people on the internet probably care about which is the franchises and sequels of 2021 hunter i'm going to toss the ball to you first what is your your first pick for a a franchise or sequel movie that you're excited
1: for um well i've dropped the ball because i'm really bad at sports but um so my pick is uh hopefully no one else chose this i don't think anyone else will because i feel like i'm the only person who cares about this movie um i it's gonna be a recurring theme i am a big video game fan i play a lot of i play a lot of video games and all I want is for there to be just more good video game movies. And as we know, it's not particularly um an often occurrence that it happens and even when it does, it's not really overwhelmingly positive. So, my pick for um my pick for blockbuster is going to have to be the uh reboot of Mortal Kombat. I am very excited for it, wow. mostly because we're finally getting an R-rated Mortal Kombat movie, which People really don't, like, sit and think how much of, like, a cheat the 1995 film was for it being PG-13. And if you've ever played modern Mortal Kombat, it's genuinely the most violent, like, over-the-top, gruesome stuff you've ever seen. And I can't wait to see that, like, on like on film. Um, I will say I'm a little, like, I'm a little wary, A, because we haven't seen any footage from it and b it is a first time director so it could go very south but i'm hoping at least um i just i i don't ask for that much from it other than it just be gnarly and well directed and just crazy because that's all i need for mortal kombat and if it's even one tenth as good as the most recent edition mortal kombat 11 was or even just like it's cinematic trailer they made uh i will be i will be more than happy with it, and I don't have to go to a theater to see it. I can watch it on h b o max
0: well speaking of h b o max subscribers um let's go to uh Jordan Snyder, who is a person that either has h b o max or could sign up for it um
1: are they jordan? a sponsor
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh jordan what's what's worry. your franchise pick? <laughs> Jesse, I'm here to talk to you about all the great selections that HBO Max has to offer.
1: <laughs> you go to hbomax.com slash film and... Just put kidding. Oh my gosh.
3: But if, if they do want to throw money at you, Jesse, i I mean, go for it. But, I will um, do
1: anything short of pretending to like friends.
3: Yeah, that we can't, we just can't do that. But I think I'm going to go with a pick that is sort of setting up a franchise with uh, Dune. Because we know well, if every if the relationship between Villeneuve and Warner Brothers isn't completely tarnished forever, that should be setting up a, a franchise of movies and series to come. And I'm I'm a Villeneuve stan at this point. I'll I'll watch anything that he does, and he seems to be like completely in his bag with this one, and is touting it as the biggest movie he's ever done, and I, I trust him. When he says that, and he seems pretty torn up about the whole uh, HBO Max debacle, so I'm I'm pretty thrilled to see what he's working on.
0: Yeah, isn't this? I I believe it's sort of a part one, part two scenario. So it's the I've not read the 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 famous science fiction novel that this is based off. My only sort of familiarity with Dune is the rather underwhelming David Lynch adaptation from the eighties or the actually I think pretty great documentary Yodorovsky's dune about Alejandro Yodorovsky's attempt to make the movie in the, the early seventies, but um I don't I don't know. I know I know this is something that I think all four of us are at least Where kind of is like,
1: Johnny Sotchak?
2: I was gonna say Johnny on the show. Come on now. Johnny is our our Twitter Twitter is the uh He's got the army of the Timothy Chalamet stands and the Dune fans all at the ready. So, oh
0: yeah, like
2: he is our Dune expert among the group.
0: Well, I, I I would agree. I'm I'm also very very curious and and hope the Dune movie you know aligns
1: the planets or whatever the, the hope making, is at this point. <laughs> I love making fun of it, but I am admittedly very excited for the movie as well.
0: Same, Josh. What is your franchise pick for 2021?
2: Um I would personally narrow it down to the uh the two big spy films we're getting um but I have to pick the one that I at one point already bought a ticket to before I had to cancel it um so yeah uh, Carrie Fukunaga's No Time to Die the 25th installment and in the James Bond franchise um I love the Bond series uh Skyfall I love the Daniel Craig era uh Up and Down as it may have been I'm even someone who would consider uh, themselves to be a defender of uh, Spectre, the second Sam Mendes film. Uh, oh
1: I'll be the defender of Quantum of Solace. I to... I'll re. I'll. Re- I rewatched that one recently. I rewatched them all, and Spectre did not age well for me, but Quantum of Solace, I watched it, and I was like, "Is this good?"
2: No, definitely. I. I. So I love this era. I grew up with this Bond. Um. I mean, gosh, Skyfall came out eight nine almost nine years ago now which is shut you know, up it's, its own kind it's, of yeah it's, it's crazy
0: to think that craig i think now has the longest run out of bon, out of any bond actor f-
1: 15 he does years 15 yeah. years yeah but it, so that mean, it's yeah. it's also so weird to think that like w- this is what his fifth this is his fifth film it
2: is Yeah. Yep. Yes.
1: it's his fifth film but when you think of like roger moore Who, A, was around the same age as Daniel Craig near the end. But, But like, cranking one out every year. Every year. I mean, like, he has so many under his belt. And it's just crazy how, like, how Bond has changed in the sense of, like, its scale and how much longer it takes to make these movies. And how they've kind of transferred themselves from, like, like campy post-Cold War British shtick i guess to like genuine high art action cinema it's so cool i that was gonna be one of my choices but i figured one of y'all probably were gonna have it so
0: yeah and but, and i mean this one's notable because it's it's been quite a, a a trek to get this to the cinema not only because of the even the pandemic, before covid yeah, yeah, I mean rewrites, directors shuffling around. I'm excited to see as 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 someone who wants to believe in the magic of Cary Fukunaga, and I'm excited to see what he does with like a big blockbuster. Um, it's definitely
1: a more exciting choice than Danny Boyle was. I liked Danny Boyle, but when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess." Yeah, I, I totally agree. So yeah, so, I'm
2: excited whether it comes out on Apple TV Plus if Apple buys it, MGM or whatever the hell listen, happens or if it's in theaters in i don't know november i'll i'm looking forward to that that's my that's my big blockbuster of the year even if it's a holdover from last year
1: i just want it to come out so billy eilish can finally stop having to sing that damn song she was like i she was like i'm gonna break the streak and release this song two months before the movie comes out and then it's like oh word okay maybe two years before the movie comes out hun
0: Well, piggybacking off of Josh, my pick is also going to be a spy movie. I I have to admit, uh similar to Hunter, I rewatched a bunch of the Bond movies in anticipation of No Time to Die. Um would would say I'm a little like I I'm not as big of a fan of that franchise though. I I do have my favorite installments of it. I will say though, maybe my favorite current movie franchise is the Mission Impossible franchise and Guys, this is maybe an opportunity for me to cheat at my own podcast rules and talk about two sequels that star a celebrity that I am deeply obsessed with, which is Tom Cruise, because we not only get Mission Impossible 7, but also Top Gun 2. And I I am just thrilled for both of these as it, for no other reason than just like Tom Cruise doing wild stunts is just like chef kiss emoji that that like that is just like pure blockbuster movie magic to me and i would not say i'm a massive fan of the first top gun movie like i i think it is it is fun and it's sort of like 80s campiness but um I, i don't know just like the footage I've been seeing behind the scenes of the new Mission Impossible movie looks insane. I thought the last one, Fallout. Yeah,
1: well, one of... especially what I've heard behind the scenes of the new Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, that's true. Insane. <laughs> yeah,
3: they're they're the gold effing standard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I thought Fallout was one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Um, and just like, I I remember the first time I saw the Top Gun trailer in the movie theater, and I've like was totally uninterested in seeing that and I, like, almost leaped out of my seat was just like, Tom Cruise is just out here flying airplanes and it's gonna make me vomit in the movie theater.
1: Yeah, Kaczynski does good spectacle, I, I think. Like, you know, when you think of, like, he did, um, Tron Legacy and then he did Oblivion, which I think is a, like, very underrated Tom Cruise vehicle. Um, and then Only the Brave, which is another... I think a lot of people kind of saw that and were like, oh, yeah, that's a that's that looks like a movie for like Republicans, but it's actually (laughs) quite a good movie. Um, I I think Joseph Kaczynski is going to hopefully be able to find his like footing with something really over the top and big budget with Top Gun, if only because Tom Cruise has finally given him the budget he (laughs) needs for it.
0: Well, let's move on to our next category, which I've titled Chills and Thrills. This can be either thrillers or primarily horror movies. Um, Hunter, you are the devout horror connoisseur Am in I? the group. So I feel like your Twitter profile should just say like horror connoisseur, professional horror connoisseur, Hunter Heilman.
1: I don't know. I feel like I would. Re- I just feel like I still pale in comparison to Adam Fraser, So I just can't do that yet. But like, I'll get there one of these days. Um, I have so many listed in here, but I know my one, but, um, so I had a lot to choose from. I love horror movies and I'm sure so many are going to pop up over the course of the next year that, uh, I haven't even heard of up until release. Like, I mean, my number one movie of last year was Natalie Erica James's Relic, which I didn't really know of until a couple months before its release. Certainly not at the beginning of 2020, um so I have a couple but my number one I have to stay on brand with another video game movie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um I always I mostly say this because it's really close to my heart. I've been playing these games for a while and I've recently started all over again and my main goal was to play every single one of these games um before the end of 2020 and that is the reboot of Resident Evil. Um if it, they are doing it already but um anyone who's ever played a resident evil game knows that the paul ws anderson films as like crazy as they are and as like great of an action star Mili ovovich is do not represent the games whatsoever and uh while i do have a few reservations about uh director johannes roberts behind the camera um i can't say that I didn't absolutely love The Stranger's Prey at Night, which I think is a really good, like, slam-bang, simple horror film. It's when he tries to do bigger things, like 47 Meters Down or the other side of the door where things get a little iffy. Um, But everything that I have seen coming out from the set and everything that I have seen with the characters and the cast, I am... I feel as if there is someone behind the camera who actually cares about remaking these games into something that can be accurately trans transformed on screen in a way that Paul W.S. Anderson, as much as he tried with the first film really lost with the later ones as they got crazier and crazier and broke away from the, from the, the game series. Uh, and i i think they're from everything i know they're focusing kind of on the first three games as reference which paid a lot of homage to old george A. romero uh, romero stuff to the point that george A. romero actually wrote the script to the first film but it was thrown out and in, in lieu of paul ws anderson stuff so um it's still the same producers still the same distributors so who knows they might make the same mistakes as before but i'm willing to give them a second chance i think uh I'm I'm just very excited for it. <laughs> I'm just a, well, I, I I have to geek out on that, but I, you know, there are other ones that are coming out this year also that I also have major faith in. I don't know if Resident Evil is going to be the best, uh but I I do know that it's the one I'm most excited for.
3: Yeah, very on
0: brand hunter pick. Um Jordan, what would be your kind of horror thriller pick for 2021?
3: Okay, I think this is going to be both chilling and thrilling. Um, I'm going with uh, Robert Eggers' The Northman.
2: Oh. Um, so
3: it's is a... That she, a
2: that, yeah, it, it is. is. It's already wrapped okay. filming. Yeah. Ah.
3: So that's, what, 10th century Iceland, I think, it takes place. And the the cast is amazing. Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Nicole Kidman, Nanya Taylor-Joy, Will Defoe, Ethan Hawke. I mean, you, you sold me right there. Oh. And I also just... Bjork love...
0: is playing a witch? <laughs>
3: Bjork is a witch, how can you go wrong with that? And also, Robert Eggers, I just love his uh, production design on all of his films and his uh, attention to language and accents, so I'm I'm just thrilled with the concept and that he's at the helm.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. I I know, I'm sure all four of us are, are really excited for that, and it's one of the yeah. kind of few handful of movies that has been able to sort of successfully... Uh, resume production during the and, and in fact rap during the pandemic um and just like holy cow that that, that cast in a viking movie is just like <laughs> just give it to me now and you um, know like
1: and you know robert eggers is gonna do like major historical accuracy which with vikings means it's probably gonna lend its lend its hand to quite a bit of hard to watch stuff and i think that's gonna be just lovely I didn't I'll be honest, I didn't really like The Lighthouse all that much. I feel like I'm the only person who didn't, and yet I'm still super excited for it because that's just the kind of director Robert Eggers is, I feel like. Even if I'm like so-so on his stuff, I can't not watch something of his and be completely enthralled by it. If well, only jo- if only visually. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Josh, what would be your pick? Okay, so I have
1: um
2: I have one that I don't want to, but quick shout outs to two smaller movies. I don't know what the status of one of them is. One of them is filming, may not even come out this year. Um, Dario Argento has been trying to come back with another project forever. He has not made a good movie in ages, but if he could just get one more in there, that would be awesome. He's got a film called Black Glasses that uh, Daft Punk was supposed to do the score for. That sounds cool. Um, Also, Park Chan-wook is filming another movie right now. Um, It's called Decision to Leave, it's a cop procedural I don't know what the hell that'll be But whatever it is, I'm down for Um, But my pick is Also uh, stars Anya Taylor-Joy Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho Um, Another film that was Delayed from last year Um, And yeah, I mean Wright's a filmmaker who's tried to get movies Churned out quicker, but he has uh, Sort of continually been thwarted By uh, forces outside of his control Whether it was uh, getting fired From Ant-Man or uh you know a, a pandemic so this one was supposed to come out uh for the fall festival circuit last year uh but it comes out in April now and it's a universal title so it should be on VOD fairly quickly uh looking forward to that it's a um a horror thriller reportedly sort of his first real full horror film reportedly inspired by uh, Nicholas rogues Don't Look Now uh Roman Polanski's Repulsion and such sort of, sort of these other like odd psychological thrillers of the 60s and 70s with sort of unique editing patterns and stuff. So um I've liked all of Wright's films to date, uh, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does um with more of a straightforward genre vehicle.
1: All I needed yeah. to see was Anya Taylor-Joy's hairstyle in that movie and yes. I was in. I was in but even then also Thomas and McKenzie, I feel like yes. she's yeah. just the best. She's so good on like yeah. everything she's in. Even JoJo Rabbit. Y'all know how I feel about that, but even JoJo Rabbit. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm similarly very very excited this was one of the ones that i was a little sad to get mo- see moved off the calendar last year and i'm i'm eagerly hoping that we get to see it this year um
1: yeah okay my... i'm gonna list a few more
0: oh sorry <laughs> go for it go for it hunter just just list off oh them. sorry
1: I, no no no. i didn't i didn't know you. i forgot that you had to go i'll do mine at the very end i'll just like do my rapid fire
0: uh well th- there are definitely a lot of cool ones for hunter to get a r- rapid fire i I'm going to put this kind of in the thriller category and it's Nightmare Alley, which Mm, is Guillermo del Toro's new movie. It is a remake of a a grimy noir from the 1940s about a con man and a like uh, fortune teller kind of (laughs) woman who uh, conspired together um, to manipulate other people. And it has been described as being like very, very grimy and very, very dark and very, very much like fully embracing that like gross noir aesthetic and stars Bradley Cooper and Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett. Um I'm 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 personally a little hot and cold when it comes to del toro but i really like the idea of that's on you taking well (laughs) i'm with
2: jesse i'm i i'm I'm backing you up jesse i don't even like shape of water all that much so
0: Mm. but i like the idea that he is sort of taking all the praise and sort of cachet he built up for shape of water and is like i mean he he also has a stop motion pinocchio movie that will allegedly come out this year but i like the idea of him cashing a blank check to do a a sort of very authentic kind of throwback noir um with kind of big movie stars in it and kind of just like it it, from what i've heard is it is embracing kind of the pulpiness of the genre and i i personally um click more with del toro's films when he's like more embracing the pulpier aspects as opposed to something like shape of water. That's maybe like going for something a little bit more prestige-y. Um But that would be my pick a uh, Hunter. What are some other horror movies that we should be excited for this year?
1: <gasps> okay. Um, a few, well, a few that were supposed to come out this year, but didn't, uh, number one, Nia DeCosta's Candyman. Super excited for that. That would probably be my second choice, Agreed. if not for Resident Evil. I think it'll probably be the best out of the choices. Um, I love Nia Costas first movie, uh, Little Woods, so I'm really excited to see this and then see her jump to another genre with Captain Marvel 2. Um, this one, I don't know the status on it currently, but Don't Breathe 2. Um, love the first Don't Breathe. Fede Alvarez is amazing, even though he's not directing it. I'm still very excited about it.
2: That one's uh, in post.
1: That one's yeah. coming this year. Yes, yeah. it's, it's done. Uh another one that is shot done in the can, but they wanted to release it this year but couldn't. Uh David Gordon David Gordon Green's Halloween Kills. I loved the first Halloween reboot that David Gordon Green did. And shot this one.
0: here in uh, North Carolina. In North Ooh. Carolina. Both,
1: both Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends were shot in North Carolina. Um, and this one also has uh, the return of Kyle Richards, which uh, should be exciting for me because she was in the original Halloween, but is more exciting for me because she's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I just think that's hilarious. Um, and then the last one, I don't think it's going to be good, but I can't help but be completely fascinated by it, is Spiral the new saw movie that oh, is that's
0: right. like
1: written and produced by chris rock and stars chris rock and samuel L. jackson it doesn't sound like a real movie it does it genuinely sounds like a fake movie that they made for like for like the Chappelle show or something and i'm in the trailer plays it 100 straight There's no, like, winking eye or anything. This is genuinely Chris Rock being like, I want to make a Saw movie. And I can't not look away from it. I don't care if it's awful. Not many of the Saw movies are very good. I really only think, like, the first two, maybe third, are good. But, like, they're stupid, bloody movies, and I kind of want to see what happens with it, because I just don't believe it's real until I can see it. Uh, Okay, that's all. All right, let's move
0: on to our auteur picks. We're going to put our little Criterion Collection hats on and get dump dump <laughs> out our, our Andrew Saris takes. Um, Hunter, what is a kind of big auteur project that you're really looking forward to this year?
1: Okay, um, I had a couple in mind, but then I kind of thought of one at the last minute, and I fully was like, oh, wait a second. This is absolutely it for me. I don't even know if it's coming out this year. It's slated for this year. Um, but uh, for me, it has to be uh, Paul Verhoeven's *Benedetta*. I believe that is this year. Yeah, that
2: is this year.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, Can- Well, That was on my it, list it, too. Listen, I don't believe anything is this year until I see it on my Fair screen enough. until Fair I enough. see that opening logo. Um, so I'm really excited about that because uh, Paul Verhoeven lesbian nun movie. Absolutely is just everything I've ever hoped for in my life. And uh, he is reuniting with a lot of the same people he worked with with Elle, which, if y'all don't know, is, like, my favorite Paul Verhoeven movie. I think uh, Isabel Luper was robbed of the Oscar. I think it's one of the smartest, like, thrillers, contemporary thrillers. And so he's reuniting with um, side by side producer, writer David Berk, uh the same editor, composer, and then also uh Virginia Fioa is playing the the lead role in it who is also an L. So um everything about this movie speaks to me just on a cellular level and I haven't seen a single second from from the film, any footage. I don't even know fully what it's that about.
3: Have you seen the poster?
1: I, yes, I have seen the poster. <laughs> it's a
3: fantastic poster.
1: It is so good, but um yeah, it's just I'm I'm very, very very excited for that one because i just love paul verhoeven and i love this new shift he's taking to making like really lurid but provocative french cinema i think it's like the perfect kind of wait stage shift for him
0: jordan what would be your
1: pick of kind of a big auteur project for this year
3: okay the first one i kind of want to do is a cheat because it's a series um but the benny softy nathan fielder uh showtime series i think it is called the curse
1: that's fair Okay, yeah. good,
3: good. Um, I don't want that to be my, my main pick because I have something more pretentious for that. Um,
2: oh, boy.
3: oh <laughs> um So, but this is described as um, a curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring on their problematic new HGTV show. And if if you're familiar with Nathan Fielder's work, um, and if you're a fan of the, the softies like I am, and it's also starring Emma Stone, um just the talent involved, I I can't help but be excited there, but um, my pick, just because of how much I love his previous film, I know nothing about this film, Um, but it's, and I don't even know for sure that it's coming in 2021, I think uh, the last news of it said there was, but it's The Brutalist from Brady Corbett. Um, Oh, yeah. Hmm. And so his his last film, very, very polarizing, uh, Vox Lux, but for me it's like one of the best of the decade level so that's the main reason why i'm excited for this it sounds a little bit more uh conventional um but his his style of filmmaking and the way he uh puts things together in post is very unconventional so i'm just sort of excited to see where he's coming from on that level
1: i agree i think vox looks is great i mean we've obviously talked about this uh in a podcast before but it is a it, it is a great a great film and I do like the way Brady Corbett directs. Especially also Childhood of a Leader is also a great film too. It
3: and it was. sounds like more of um an epic scale to it and the the story sp- apparently spans like thirty years. It's got Joel Edgerton and Marion Cotillard um plays an architect and his wife who flee post war Europe for America where a mysterious and wealthy client played by Mark Rylance will radically reset their lives. So I don't know if it'll be more like his first film or more like Vox Lux um, in terms of style, but I'm, I'm very excited for it.
0: Josh, what would be your pick for this year? Uh, this is the
2: tough category. I might have you come back to me after uh, to, to list off a couple that i because I've got all the stuff that...
1: This is I, your I, horror section. This is your equivalent.
2: <laughs> just, just a little bit, but I'm going to go with... Um, I, I think I know what Jesse's going to pick here. At least I, I know exactly good, what Jesse's going to I have Jesse's a good inclination pick. of what he's going to pick here. So I'm going to pair together two films that I see as, as kind of similar. Um, at least they're both sort of being billed as memory pieces of sorts. Um, that's Richard Linklater's Apollo Ten and a Half, which I, I know nothing really about it beyond that it's set roughly in the sort of a launch of the Apollo – uh, whatever – number that was that went to the moon. I feel bad that I don't know Apollo, I 11. Apollo eleven. Yeah, yes. I, I was I, I'm doubting my history there. Um but it's uh like half animated. I think Jack Black's in it. I love Linklater's films, I'm excited to see what he cooks up here. Uh pair that with uh James Gray's Armageddon Time, which is a great cast. Mm. I think that's supposed to be shooting soon. Um I like that Astra a lot, so um those two films could be rather interesting. And I think uh, I think Apollo ten and a half is done. And so that should be on Netflix uh, soon-ish, but there's a long list of, of stuff here that's that's possible. But um, I'll throw it back over to Jesse for uh, our. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to welcome you to um the per- the the church of my Lord and Savior
1: Paul Thomas Anderson.
0: Um, Paul
2: I'm Thomas sorry, Anderson. Paul, Paul W
1: S Anderson.
0: <laughs> I,
2: I didn't know no, we could
1: no, do no, sound no. effects.
2: <laughs>
0: uh. Paul Thomas Anderson has a new movie coming out. It is as of now called Soggy Bottom, but I cannot imagine that's the actual title uh, and is starring. The, uh, it's, it's already done. It's completely shot uh, like the Northman. He was able to, to finish it during the pandemic. Um, all I really know about it is that it is starring Philip Seymour Hoffman's son as a high schooler in the 1970s who's trying to um, become a child star and uh I also know Bradley Cooper is in it and is looking ridiculous. Um so maybe this is the big sort of wacky uh you know post stars born year for Bradley Cooper with this and the Del Toro movie. But I don't know. You guys know uh Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite filmmaker, so just I'm gonna be like over the moon excited for anything he does.
2: I agree. It is uh probably Damien Chazelle's Babylon just got kicked back to twenty two, so the new PTA is probably my, my most anticipated of the year of any of these categories.
1: But he's just so um, considerate.
2: <laughs> also, <laughs>
1: if I had known we could use sound effects, my one about the lesbian nun movie would have been a lot more interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I don't know that that would have made this a family
3: friendly podcast. Just just play yeah. the church music again. I'm sorry. Was yeah, that that's a, true? Was
1: that is is that a requirement for this?
3: uh
0: josh do you have any other uh auteur picks for this year I, another one that i feel like we should mention that kind of got delayed from last year was um the new wes anderson yeah. movie french dispatch which i'm i'm not the biggest wes anderson fan but i'm always like excited to see whatever he has coming up um, he is pinnacle other- of like
1: auteur cinema like well, you know he's he is filmed <laughs> twitter and a move in a director I'd it's, say he's a peak been... of
2: a very certain strain
1: of auteur, like,
2: letterbox auteurism. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for that, too. I, I run hot and cold on Anderson. I wasn't a fan of Isle of Dogs. I wasn't uh, either. Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel is probably one of my 25 favorite movies ever made. So uh, my my run the gamut with uh, uh, Wes Anderson opinions. Uh, to throw some other ones out there, I'm going to try to deliberately keep any out that could fit with the, the last category. Um, Wong Kar Wai is back in some shape or form. We don't, know what, ah. we don't know what that is going to take, but Blossom Shanghai, whether the TV show or the film adaptation comes out, I'm very excited for that. Um, Terrence Malik has a new film. Uh, I have not really enjoyed much of his recent work, but it's always worth taking a look. And this one is, is directly um, religious themes. Um uh, Pong We're Ascethical, a director of Uncle Boon Me, who can recall his past lives And Tropical Malady is back uh, Pairing up with Tilda Swinton for a film called Memoria, uh, that was supposed to premiere at Cannes last year, Neon has the Rights to that already, that'll be uh, At the festival circuit this year um, Others Terrence Davies uh, is doing Benediction, uh, Claire Denis has a new film With um, uh, Juliette Binoche uh, Celine Shyama, shout out to Jordan Snyder's love of working of course, yeah. the Lady on Fire. Uh, she has a new film coming out this year as well, apparently. Um, yeah, there's, so there's lots of stuff, uh, that's gonna be, the, the festival circuits are gonna be uh, rather packed this year. Um, and so I will leave any of the other ones that I think could fit in the, the movie star category, but, um, it should be a, uh, vastly improved year for, Um, the sort of film festival titles that we sort of went without in
0: uh, 2020 all right we're going to to our final category which is we love movie stars because i think we all love movie stars and these are just uh any movie that we cannot fit into the previous categories that just has you know someone we think of as a movie star um hunter what's what's a movie star vehicle you're looking forward to this year
1: Okay, so I need to just warn y'all up front. Okay, sure. This movie I'm about to mention does have Jared Leto in it. We can't all be perfect, so just leave me alone. Um, My pick for movie stars has to be Ridley Scott's Gucci. If only because we get Lady Gaga on screen again. I am that sort of gay. And I, A, also love Ridley Scott. I, I'd make no qualms about that but
0: you you get two this year you get this uh, and
1: the the that, last um, a I get, I, hairstyles i, or, I get i get i get one this year so um <laughs> leave them out of it um and i mean the cast minus jared leto is is great you know with uh jeremy irons replacing robert de niro al pacino uh, adam driver jack houston reeve carney is a really underrated actor um also i think he'll fit into this really well with with lady gaga i really enjoyed him on uh penny dreadful with eva green and yeah i just think i'm not 100 percent sure how ridley scott is going to approach the material but i do know that this cast specifically lady gaga and the lead has to be just fabulous cinema and i just i i'm very excited for it there's a a type of like regality that comes with gaga's performances whether it be like the really stripped down nature of like a star is born to something even as bad as american horror story hotel is she brings this like very specific elegance and grace to each one of her roles and i also just love her music as well so that's just me speaking as a as like like a mild stan uh but Yeah, I think there are a lot of things that are pointing to this movie being kind of my big, big movie star drama of the year. I have another one, too, but, uh, you know, that's the one that is that is sticking out to me most.
0: Ridley Scott just putting us all to shame by working on two movies in the midst of a pandemic and he's in his his 80s.
1: 80s. 80s. Are you kidding me? They can't all be good,
0: but at (laughs) least he's doing it just what what a professional jordan what would be your pick of a of a movie star vehicle for the year
3: um you know mine is gonna be sort of an optimistic choice just because i haven't been so hot on his most recent films although uh some of his films in this vein are some of my favorite of all time and it's no sudden move from steven soderbergh which has don cheadle Mm. benicio del toro David Harbour, John Hamm, Ray Liotta, a, just a bunch more people. And it is, um, he's returning to his heist thriller roots. Um, so it's about small-time criminals planning a heist in Detroit in 1955. And so I, I haven't even seen, or I can't even remember the title of the one that just came out with Meryl Streep. Um, let, them all let, them, let them all talk. Let them all talk. Yeah, I haven't even seen that yet. I have no real desire to, to see that. It's, I thought the it's, laundromat it's charming. Was if there, if there's uh, something oh, the Steve,
1: if there's something <laughs> Steven Soderbergh are gonna do, it's gonna be a symbol of cast. And if there's anything that Lucas Hedges is gonna do this year, it's gonna cr- be cross the ocean with, <laughs> yeah. with with a with a gay icon.
3: I, I've been sort of lukewarm on his on his films ever since, uh, probably Logan Lucky. And so I, I but th- because he's returning to this genre that I love. Without the redneck spin on it, I think <laughs> that hopefully there'll be a return to form for him.
1: At this point, Steven Soderbergh, I feel like half of his movies are like blank criminals pull off blank heist in insert year, insert time, or like insert city. And honestly, and I keep eating it up.
3: It's a proven genre.
0: Another person similar to Ridley Scott who's just putting us all to shame, because I'm pretty sure I, I heard today that he shot this movie, edited it, and screened it based off of his, you know, his little entertainment log he did. He basically finished it in six weeks.
1: <laughs> did he shoot seven. this yeah. on: did he shoot this on an iPhone too? <laughs> I don't I'm think not so. not sure. What a shame.
0: Um, Josh, what would be your movie star vehicle of the year to look out for?
2: Um, so I don't know to the extent that how much everybody considers Idris Elva and Tilda Swinton to be movie stars. But Absolutely. I'm very ex- Are you kidding bit- me? Yes. Well, I, I <laughs> you know, there's only a few people who, like, put their name on a marquee and they're going to sell tickets, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but I consider them to be movie stars, and I'm very excited for George Miller's, uh, 3,000 years of longing, is what I believe it's called. Um, yes. it is, so we're all excited for his return to the, Uh, the Mad Max verse with uh, Furiosa. Um, But this is a a film, a passion project that he made beforehand. Um, I don't really fully know what it's about, but it's about a uh, genie or something. I have no idea. But um, the main pairing of the cast is enough to get me excited. And um, I'm excited for the first George Miller film in in six years uh, after uh, Fury Road.
0: So, I, I as I understand the the crew and the, the people sort of behind the scenes it's all the Mad Max Fury Road team um yeah. and as as someone who I, one of the you know projects I did during quarantine was going through all of Miller's films and you know as someone who really only knew his stuff as far as the Mad Max movies um you know I, he's like one of our great like visual filmmakers and um, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, at, at, same with you. I'm excited to see what this I'm longing to, to see. I don't really know.
1: <laughs> wow. It's going to be 3000 years before it comes out too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, straight up. George Miller is one of those filmmakers like Ridley Scott, where it's like, damn, do you even know what a genre is? You just do whatever you want. Yeah.
2: It's exactly. just like, I'm
1: going to do happy feet Two, But also at the same time, I'm going to do Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, like, but you know it's cool. I directed Babe, also. Uh, it's you know I like direct. I I really do like filmmakers who just do whatever they want because that's that's usually you get the best stuff out of it. So
0: so for my movie star pick, I'm I'm going to kind of tie two together that I think represent the high and low of what this person can accomplish. Oh. Um, we get two Denzel Washington movies this year. We get the little things in which. Denzel is playing, I think, like a sheriff who's hunting down a serial killer who may
1: or may not be played by <laughs> too <laughs> many Jared Leto
3: be. movies.
1: If I had known this was coming, I would have done uh, my other choice.
3: Is there going to be an Expendables, uh, but with like Liam Neeson and Denzel Washington for for this type of movie? Well, there's, gonna, I, I, be, there's I, gonna be there's
1: gonna be there's gonna be an Expendables, but it's just Jared Leto playing all twenty characters. <laughs> So I mean, I'm I i
0: do not have too high of hopes for that movie, but that's coming out at the end of the year and I I'm I would watch Denzel Washington. That's, that's read coming out at the end of January.
1: Yeah, it comes yeah, out this month.
0: I, I would watch Denzel read ingredients off a cereal box. Um y- you know, I he recently Oh, you saw was Roman J
1: Real Esquire also? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that what that movie is? Yes. I mean pretty much I mean, d- denzel was picked like over the thanksgiving holiday as like the best actor of the 21st century by um tony scott and manila dargis at the new york times and i i remember getting to that spot on their list and kind of like thinking about it for a second even before reading their blurb and being like you know what i i kind of can't think of another person who is like as consistently good and can even make sort of like garbage kind of watchable And this this seems like the kind of just probably like not that good movie, but will kind of at least be sort of like mildly entertaining because Denzel is just able to sort of like put the movie on his back. And then at the end of this year, a project that I am extremely curious about, Denzel will be starring in the Joel Cohn Macbeth movie with Frances McDormand and just what Denzel Washington's energy is in a cone brothers movie i mean i know it's not an officially cone brothers movie but like a a cone production is a very interesting pairing that i'm i'm just curious to see like what the mixture of those two elements is so I, i think we're gonna get a little bit of like the high and low within so like a kind of like grimy crime movie and then a like a high production like shakespearean adaptation
1: watch the little things be like the good one and watch macbeth suck <laughs> okay. yeah
2: it's i mean it's possible but yeah no i i definitely agree i mean going back on my my earlier movie star comment i think denzel is probably one of the handful of the sort of marquee their names above the poster people are going to show up to see it movie stars we have uh, left in this sort of you know franchise driven climate so even though i'm not super enthused about the little things not a huge fan of uh, either rami malek or
0: jared leto uh i am excited to my to see fight or flight
2: <laughs> i'm excited to see what denzel does
0: well, I know there's a couple other movie star vehicles that we didn't touch on. Ooh, Hunter, ooh, there's ooh, one ooh, that- Deep water,
1: deep water, deep water.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Give me the Ben Affleck on a DeArmis content.
1: Hey, give me the Adrian Wynn content. Are you kidding me? He hasn't made a movie uh, in like almost 20 years. Is this going to be our
0: generation's eyes wide shut of just like- I hope the, so. Watch the ki- the like kinky movie about an actual celebrity couple.
1: just yeah i'm very excited for this because i don't know there's something like there's something about adrian Lynn's movies they remind me a lot of like how i feel like fincher approached gone girl but there's something so much like sexier about them and i don't i'm i'm someone who i'm like i don't think sex is necessary in every movie but there are some movies where it's absolutely necessary i've never seen an adrian lynn movie with a ton of sex in it where i'm like that was unnecessary it's like whether it's fatal attraction or if it's unfaithful or like just i mean even like flash dance it's like yo you know exactly what you're doing behind the camera when it comes to like physical intimacy between actors and i feel like Ben Affleck and André de Armas, no matter how much you like to make fun of them for, like, what a weird couple they are, they are two very talented actors that I think are gonna, like, pull this off really well. And I'm just, I'm excited about that one, too. Maybe that should have been my choice, because I just realized I put a lot more enthusiasm into that than I did with Gucci. (laughs)
0: <laughs> should also mention two netflix projects anna de Armas will also be starring in andrew dominic's plan, oh, where she'll be p- playing yeah. marilyn monroe um andrew dominic has been saying this is one of the 10 greatest movies ever made so he's out see, here
1: flexing i'm interested to see what her voice sounds like that's what i need to know or she has the look but i need to know like marilyn monroe has such a specific voice and anna de Armas is in no time to die too we always forget that yeah The
0: year of Ana de Armas. Um, The last one I want to mention is uh, Don't Look Up, which is Adam McKay's new movie that will be coming to Netflix that stars Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio as uh, astronomers who um, are trying to warn the Earth about an asteroid on a collision course, and they go on a media tour, but no one seems to be paying attention. Um, Also stars Meryl Streep, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, Kate Blanchett, the, every, every, my my grandmother, my aunt, the child that lives two doors down the street from me. Everybody's in this movie. Anyway, um, did
1: anyone try the chicken? I thought the chicken was lovely.
0: <laughs> I love so many people in that movie,
2: and I just do not care about it at all at this point. I,
1: you know, I, I, I you want know, to. <sighs> yeah,
0: no. I I want to believe. In in Adam McKay, I really love the Will Ferrell comedies. I'm less enthused about. I I think The Big Short is.
2: I like The Big solid, Short. I like The Big Short. Solid. I, I do too. I
0: don't. I don't think any of us really liked Vice, but no. I'm, I'm hoping that this can maybe marry his sort of like politically conscious um, docu dramas as as for lack of a better word, with some of the like high level absurdity of his. Will Ferrell movies.
1: It definitely um, seems so. like it's 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 going more the comedy route, which like I guess is a little bit more comforting. And obvi- I mean, I love Jennifer Lawrence. I am I always have, even when it was unpopular too. I was like, I think she's good. Um, and I, as a homosexual, I'm very excited to see Ariana Grande <laughs> act, but I don't know how that's going to go. We'll see. I do. I feel like it could go really badly. <laughs>
3: Well, the fact that Vice was nominated so much and did still receive like a ton of praise when it came out and and vitriol, it leads me to believe that there's no way that, uh, he yeah he's he's going to lean into that. I feel like because he because he was encouraged after it, I think, which is yeah, we'll, <laughs> unfortunate. We'll,
0: we'll see, um, guys. Any last movies you want to bring up before we kind of wrap things up? Anything that we didn't mention that.
1: I don't know where the green knight fits year. in, but that, that's pretty I yeah, know a lot of people are I'm, excited for that. I'm um, excited for that. Yeah, I also I'm, yeah. I'm weirdly excited about the Kingsman too. I know it's gonna be I know it's not gonna be great, but like it can't be I mean, it has to be better than the last one, right? Right?
2: Yeah, I mean uh, I like sure, those movies in right? general, but yeah, looking through my looking through my list of like stuff that is maybe coming out um leos karox is back i was about to say, Motors, really excited Annette for the first time in i think nine years now that'll be a big one I'll jonathan it, blazer I yeah i mean that one is done i know that one's done it was supposed that one's to be been, a I feel like that one's
1: been done since like 2013 it feels like at this I, point i
2: agree yeah it's been forever that's gone through a ton of casting changes um Jonathan Glazer is supposedly back Hell with yeah. um with uh, the zone of interest. Uh, that sounds like a very dark film. It's supposedly set in Auschwitz. Um I was I don't about know to say, isn't
0: he doing a Holocaust drama?
2: Yeah, I don't know if he's even filming on that yet, but that'll be a big one. Um uh, then the skin's Mike Mills, one of my
1: favorite movies of the decade, so I'm so excited for that too.
2: Mike Mills has a new film with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Olivia Wilde uh, was in the news this week. I was about to say, speaking
0: of uh, celebrity (laughs) romances. Yeah, her
2: next film will probably be interesting. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, Jesse and I talked about Tom Hanks on the podcast a couple weeks ago. He's got Elvis with Boz Lerman, where he's playing Tom Parker. Paul Schrader's the card counter. Watch that movie
1: not even be worth getting COVID over.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Tom Hanks did get COVID Oh in The Matrix Four. We did a Wachowski podcast uh oh, we that's right. Speed Racer. Uh and The Matrix Four supposedly comes out a couple of days before Christmas. So um yeah, that's also, what I've got a from new my little
0: Jane Campion movie with a pretty pretty stacked cast.
1: I don't believe all of these movies are coming out this year. Am I, I being don't either, hills? but I want to hope. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say I didn't
2: even talk about the Scorsese movie. That you know, he's yeah. definitely that in not. April, but that's twenty twenty two. He takes forever in the editing room.
0: There's yeah, there's no way that's coming out this year. Well, let's let's just maybe hope that at least fifty percent of these movies are coming out this year. Um yeah, I, I'm sure... I hope that
3: at some time in twenty twenty one, the four of us are vaccinated and can maybe sit in the theater together and watch a movie that's oh, that's gross. my hope but we'll see we'll see
1: oh, so, oh god that's the one thing i liked about 2020 i didn't have to see all
3: <laughs> what
0: a beautiful image to send us off on guys thank you for for stopping by the latest and i cannot believe we did this in under an hour this is a small miracle <laughs>